tryna get right. Real thug, real fancy. <laughs> I'ma look like a pinup tonight. Stuttering it all right. Pre-game it with my ladies if I might. Let me puff on that hookah. Let me sip some wine like I'm out of deep. Pull up on my dress so tight. Tonight, I'ma drink my sorrows. Tonight, I'ma smoke away all my stress. Yeah. Me and my girls about to act the hotness. Pop 15 bottles and excuse the hotness. Uh, straight looking cute. All them looking at the music, they could get the boo. Don't you them who hit us, yeah, get a clue. Now, duck face girls, it's a photo shoot. It's time to warm my body. It's time to work up a sweat. Go on, DJ, slow the tempo. Cause this party ain't over yet. Marissa Smith is who you see. Water cooler combo in here. Crack a 
cool one we're gonna get Kicking back, having a few beers, we're chatting Pull up your chair, we're all relaxing Any subject, we never dismiss Big talk and brewskis with Marissa Smith Comedy, sex, relationships, more Any subject, we got it in store Big talk and brewskis is coming in live Crack when open, Marissa has arrived Big talk and brewskis with Marissa Smith Hey guys, happy Friday! This is Big Talkin' Brewskies. I'm Marissa Smith. This week we got Rodney Daniels. What's up guys? Happy Friday. We've got Wally Collins. I just want to say that Rodney waved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, all, we're on camera. Yeah. Hi, right here. Right there. Right there. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. Let your fans know you're in the yeah, building. Yeah. Hi, everybody. <laughs> wow. Okay. Shoot, I should have wore a better shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and right. in from London, we've got Sam Rhodes. Good afternoon, Ooh. everybody. How are we doing? All right? Good, good. Nice. It's international now. It's, yeah. it's international now. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Wally, how was your week? How was my week? Um, I, I just got back from uh, doing the GameStop uh, conference. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, GameStop is uh, the, the big uh, gamer uh, supplier, whatever store. Yeah, they have like 6,000 people there. And uh, yeah, I do the launch there. So it's cool. uh, pretty cool, yeah. Uh, yeah where Where is it located? Ve- this one was in Vegas. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. I've never been to Vegas. How do you like it? Oh, my God. Vegas really? is amazing. Yeah, no. I've just never been to Vegas. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you did Vegas, it's like... Yeah. yeah, right. You will never yeah, sleep. It's like a sleep. carnival for adults. Yeah, right. You will yeah. never sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you will never sleep. Yeah, there's something going on. You know, all the time. All, all, all the time. time. <laughs> you can just even drink on the street, which is like amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, man. Like, literally, they're just selling you alcohol on the street. You yeah. want some alcohol right now? Boom. I'm just afraid go. I'll die. Like, <laughs> <laughs> get a pace yourself. <laughs> true, like, three right. days maximum. Yeah, By the fourth true. day, you're like, I don't want to fucking leave the hotel. And also, the rates are not that bad either so yeah. Um, yeah like the i don't know if you know about their try they were trying to do like this high-end area the aria the cosmic, aria cosmic best yeah. hotel i've ever yeah, seen yeah, in my yeah. whole life yeah. you stayed it for like 150 dollars now oh wow so yeah, yeah. Uh. So, yeah. i stayed at the aria one time they have this um hotel when we had, like me and my ex-boyfriend got like an upgrade because like we were like complaining about some shit but they <laughs> gave us this room that like the toilet literally washed your ass oh yeah it's called a bidet <laughs> yeah. no it wasn't a bidet it was like an electric toilet i know what a bidet is yeah this is different this motherfucker heated up like heated up your like whole one of those japanese robots yeah that like goes like oh. it's like, a, like, it sprays like yes and it sprays it into your yeah, butt i was like yeah. i'm gonna be on the toilet for an hour <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just got home and wrote in your diary highlight of the trip <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right uh, wow wow that's 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 in the aria yeah the aria like one of their top fours like See, incentive right there to go to Vegas. Hello. <laughs> I, wanna, I can get my ass washed in the toilet yeah, yeah. there you go right so uh sam how was your week oh fantastic yeah i've just been here doing shows i'm basically doing shows every single day and then getting more drunk than you should do so i'm kind of <laughs> trying to combine a work yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've tried to combine like working and a vacation, and I think it might have killed me. I've yeah. probably put on about a stone since I arrived <laughs> in metric weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just loving it, man. All the food, all the drink. You know, the, like yeah. I've I've been explaining to a lot of Americans in in London. At eleven o'clock, you have to go home. Everything closes. Okay. Oh, which is why I think we're such big drinkers. You got to start at three if you want to be drunk enough by the time all the clubs close. You know? Right. Ah. So yeah, the fact that you can kind of 
do a show here at 11 and then still be out you know party until about three in the morning i think it's pretty fantastic to be honest well i mean that's the they close at like four but then like there's after parties there's after parties yeah. too after yeah. and then like after, after parties hours. like after hours can go until like eight nine in the morning oh, and literally man. you're like walking home and it's daylight yeah, people, people are going, are, like, to, going work to work and shit yeah. like yeah. respectable shit like going like, to church and grocery <laughs> 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 So, uh, Rodney, how was your week? Uh, my week was good. We had the show last week, and then um, I had what's called a backers audition for the musical that I'm in. And evening with Sarah Vaughn is going to be amazing. But it oh, was wow. like, yeah. So uh, there was like 60 investors that like kind of like watched a run through of the show, and I was just like shaking hands and hobnobbing with like some Broadway people, Tony Award winning people, and I was nice. like, wow, this is my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then nice. after that, I uh, did a competition show that like I. Um, was a judge of like you know these comics doing this competition show One, a good friend Dara she's like been on Big Talk she won so we're gonna have her on the show oh, and hopefully nice. next week we'll be able to get her on so okay, cool. yeah so I had a good good week nice yeah. Yeah, you nice. seem like a dude who's not shy about doing a bit of singing oh <laughs> <laughs> no I'm the narrator I don't sing oh, I am the narrator I love a bit of singing yeah no you don't want to <laughs> hear me sing <laughs> I don't hold any notes I snap <laughs> So how was your week, Marissa? Yeah, I know. Um, my week was good. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the long weekend. Uh, broke up with my therapist on text. Uh, <laughs> you can do that? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you can, but I did. <laughs> like, how, do, I did really, how do you do that? How do you break up with your therapist? Do, um, I, I, I was just like, I, I'm, not, I'm not prepared to make another appointment. I need to assess whether or not this is like beneficial to me and... You were unusually unprofessional. Oh, really? Unusually yeah. unprofessional. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Really? Yeah. Like, he was, like, 25 minutes late. At, uh. Like, and I was sitting there, and he was in there with somebody else, and then he wasn't going to give me my full-time, prorate my copay. What? Or, like, and it was just like, oh, because um, when I got in there, I was just like, all right, so what time is this going to end? He's just like, uh, the regular time. And I'm like, this is 25 minutes late. He's just like, oh, well, like, uh, I don't know. How about an extra 10? Like, because, like, I would have had 30, 35 minutes. So then he was, like, going to give me 45 minutes. And I was just like, no. Right. And I just, I was just like, all right. And I just left. And so, like, I thought that was the end of it then. And then he texted me, like, oh, I'm sorry, like, about my behavior. Hope to see you in two weeks. Which it's like, I just missed my appointment. And, like, you have weekend availability. You're not even asking me if I can come on the weekend. You're making an appointment for two weeks because it's Labor Day. And, like, and I was just like, you know something? Like, I don't know that this is a good fit. And, you know, I really need to assess whether or not that I, I, I should be coming you, here anymore you'd think I'm your so therapist surprised. is the one guy you'd really want to be sort of on time and there for you all having, the like, time exactly yeah. Like, yeah, if you're having like a really hard week and you're like i really need to see you he's like i'm gonna be 25 minutes late you're like great ah! you know, great i'm like, paying you yeah, exactly yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. need, I need emotional support right now I can't right yeah. and wow. i'm paying you for that emotional support yeah. right this second what happens if your, if your thing was like what drives you crazy is tardiness yeah. Well, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. That is what drives her crazy, well, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like the irony of that. He goes, ooh, my bad. Visual, <laughs> <laughs> you sitting there in the office like, you know, I've, I've got abandonment issues. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just like, um, like I'm here and, and like, you know, first he came out and he, it was five minutes late when he came out. He's like, I'm going to be another five minutes. And I'm like, okay. And then... 
it was like another 20 minutes and wow. i was just like what yeah I, i'm just like no did you see the person that he, that he was working with come out y- yeah who, who was it i want to know yeah, yeah, just like some really older frazzle. woman and uh. like she had a cane and so then he proceeds to walk her to the elevator and it's like he's never walked me to the elevator <laughs> like you know it's like oh he can walk her to the elevator right take up 25 minutes of my time that i'm paying for not even prorate me and then he's gonna walk her to the elevator he's never walked me to the elevator That's no crazy. fuck this yeah, <laughs> wow! I thought it was gonna be some like some hot chick or whatever, and it, you know, it, yeah, that, yeah. Then right. Then like, it's oh. like, oh, right. But, yeah, no. Right. Well, Maybe he was getting some gum time. Oh, that's true. Right. That could be you his know? thing too. You know, you know. Ooh, limpy old. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, bring on the gimp. They take out those teeth. That's a great blowjob right there. Really, you went there, Rodney? Huh? You took from there and brought it right there. Always guarantee he'll bring it to the gum. Right. That's just the first one. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Let's pace ourselves. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, there is that. Okay. That's it. Uh, yeah, I've never broken up with a therapist on by text before. It's probably not professional, but I don't feel like I well, needed to. Should be. he be corresponding with you via text? It seems a bit too it, casual, doesn't it? it for uh, you know, for a, a medical. Yeah. You know what? Though you I've know. noticed that like it's just like that now. Like yeah. that's the day lineage we live in. I have like all of my managers that I work for. I have all of their like cell phone numbers, and like we text mm. each other, and like oh, I'm running to work late. Like nobody calls yeah. anymore. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah. You call and say, oh, I'm running. I'm running late. No, you just. Text. Yeah, don't say any white. Yeah, yeah. Text just, like, wait, yeah. just text yeah. me. Like, just wait. Snapchatting yeah. your yeah. local sort of dentist, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know like, <laughs> this is <laughs> me on the train. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a therapist before this one, and like he, um, I was seeing him for like three years, and he died, and then I like oh, no. took like two years. And that makes him late. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's and then been late for two years. Don't <laughs> 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 tell me you were sitting there. You're like, <laughs> I cannot wait. Come on, man. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> Boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. And like he, but he would like call me at strange times. So like he would call at like eleven o'clock midnight sometimes. It'd be like, oh, I need to like move the appointment for tomorrow or something like that. I'm like, okay, because I'm like, too drunk. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. What are you I doing, Mister Therapist? Right. But like yeah, try, and, try to explain that to like because I'd be like in bed with like my boyfriend and I'm getting a call at midnight and like. <laughs> And uh-huh. I'm like, no, yeah, like right. legit. That's my therapist. He's yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah your, your therapist. Your therapist. Yeah. Uh-huh. Your therapist. We're calling it <laughs> your yeah. hour. Your hour session where you can't be reached yeah. Yeah. once a week. <laughs> so yeah. Wow. So like, I think a lot of times they're a little bit unprofessional. But if they're good at what they do, then I'm like, all right, I'll deal with it. But like, you know. All right. So in your opinion, what makes a good therapist? I think a good therapist is somebody that will. Well, there's somebody that's on time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and and someone that helps you look at a situation from a different viewpoint. Because, like, I, I'd say, like, a lot of times, like, I'm I'm kind of very to the point and direct. And I think that I've already come up with, like, the most logical conclusion for something. Yeah. But if they can, like, kind of say, okay, well... Yes, this this might be possible, but then what about this? Right. And it's logical, and I can say like, oh, you know, something I never really thought about it that way. Like, this is another possibility. Right. Like that to me is like a good therapist. But, I like, have that. I have that problem too. Like where I can't like if I see something a certain way, it's like kind of difficult for me to like look at it from like another person's like you know I, I do it this way because you know that's why that's the way I do it and yeah, yeah. so. 
Uh-oh. I find I don't need therapy. I just talk to my dogs, you know. They're really, oh. they're, they're really good because they're really good listeners, especially if you've got a little biscuit in your pocket. Oh, yeah. 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 They love it. <laughs> right. Then they're all ears up. That's it. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Tell me your problems. Yeah. I don't understand them. Just yeah. give me the biscuit. Well, yeah. mine <laughs> jumps out the window when I'm not home, so. Oh, yeah. Your dog. Was- <laughs> <laughs> what? My, jo- my dog jumped out the window like a couple of What floor ago. are you on? The third. He was walking yeah. on the roof. Oh, she no. was just walking on the roof, chilling. Oh, I guess okay. She, oh, she oh, needed some hers. Right. No, no. She, was, she wasn't all right. She broke four ribs. Oh. Broke four ribs, landed on a car windshield. Yeah. And I had to pay for the windshield. Wasn't Jeez. fun. <laughs> I just saw the picture on the roof. I didn't well, know yeah, all the bridge. Yes, and all yeah, she fell off, and yeah, so it wasn't good. So why would you touch up? I don't know. I guess I guess the window was like blew open, and she just decided to just be like out there chilling. Like yeah. she wanted some outside time. I guess I don't what, know. What, was there a roof? Like when you use a roof right there? That, that, yeah, the yeah, it, yeah. And the roof kind of slopes, and I think she just kind of like lost her footing, and then just like landed on a windshield. Oh, no. yeah. Your dog thinks it's that? a cat. Yeah, a little bit. Right. I'm, get, I'm getting like calls from my landlord like it's an emergency I'm like at work like oh shit <laughs> so it so it rained dog yeah <laughs> it did <laughs> come on <laughs> oh, <laughs> <we're excited. laughs> oh, I'm excited uh so, uh, Sam, what's the difference between like performing in New York than uh, performing in London? Oh, there's. Mm. Um, I've actually noticed quite a lot, actually. I mean, one of the things that I found most interesting is that there's not as many seemingly varied styles of comedy in New York. Observational comedy is comedy in New York. Okay. I don't think I've seen mm. any one-liner guys. I've not seen any musical comedians, you know. So when I book my show at home, I kind of try really hard to keep it quite varied in what people do you know we'll have like character acts we've still got a lot of one line of quite old-fashioned comedians we got you know guys who do poetry all sorts of strange stuff going on but here like the observational route is definitely what the american well i say americans the new york comedian definitely goes for yeah. so i think i've been kind of like i've been freaking people out a little bit i always try and i've tried to be in the middle of each sort of set because i kind of do like whimsical fantastical stuff and i make songs up with my loop pedal and stuff you know yeah and like people have just been looking at me like what what is this you know like one guy i think last week i did a show and a guy said i'm really glad that we beat england in the war or we'd all have to be doing stuff like that you know? <laughs> <laughs> singing and, yeah. <laughs> but we, yeah we look i think we look at comedy especially with stand-up as observational that we look. We'll see that as novel, or some some people mm. call it like hacky. Yeah, we call it. We call it. Oh, that's just easy to do. I I, I think that um, when we uh, do stand up, um, it's got to be something like out of our brains, and it's got to like take you oh, a whole totally. other. Yeah, other and world. I, I mean, I've seen definitely the best observational comedians I've seen probably right. in my in my life in right. New York. There's the the standard is ridiculously high. Right. Um, but it, as I said, it is kind of. I don't know if you'd go to a different night if you didn't act like mine. Maybe you wouldn't be doing a stand-up night per se in New York. But right. um, I think you know. I mean, my my sort of view of it is there's sort of room for for all of the things. And right. I, one of my biggest beliefs is if you find it funny, then you should probably do it. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. I, right. The other the other thing is, and I I think this could be a slight cultural difference. You know, if you met someone at a party, for example, and all they talked about was themselves, hmm. you'd probably go like, oh, that guy's a bit boastful. 
You know, right, right. whereas whereas especially in New York, everyone is like, I am doing this. Here's all of the good things about me. You know, really? and you'd never get like a British comedian open by going like, oh, I've got a massive dick. I totally had sex last night. You know, because right. you would never hear that from a British comedian. You you know? see, so you say comedians do that? They, they talk about. I've heard a lot of comedians come out on stage and talk, go, oh, I've got massive dick. Or I've been, I've been, you know, I was, I've been really hitting out with the ladies yeah, lately. Boom, I've been boy. doing well, and it was like, yeah, whoa. <laughs> but you know, in England, you you would never go down yeah, that route. They're probably not good though. Like the ones that, that's like, true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, the ones that like, come out on stage and are like, oh, I got a big dick. Like I don't even consider that being like observational. No, I saw a guy. <laughs> <laughs> <like, laughs> <laughs> he has observed the size of his penis. He's, you know, he's like, <laughs> being a lady and seeing a couple of dicks here and there that some people's idea of a big dick is not necessarily that big like, <laughs> I mean Rodney can attest <laughs> this is true <laughs> quite a few you seen in my dick? day <laughs> no I've not seen Rodney say uh, okay. no, yeah, no 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 we're like he's brother and sister l- yeah okay. <laughs> I've seen a lot of dick yeah <laughs> really I would never guess that yeah <laughs> kind of my thing (laughs) (laughs) yes i mean it's really been fascinating coming over here and i've really like learned a lot about it um was this your first time coming to new york oh wow (coughs) you had like eyes like this like it's like and it's so funny because what i found really interesting to see obviously all the new yorkers are like that's every day like the first day i saw a couple of like big yellow school buses and i was just like oh I've really? seen them in films. <laughs> no, we don't have the big yellow school buses. The other thing that got me really excited was smoke coming out of the subway. You know, oh. because I just assumed that was something they used for ambience in films. You know, right. I mean? no, that's right. a real right. thing, right. especially when it gets cold. Yeah, it's a yeah. real thing. But in yeah. the winter, it's even Ooh. worse. It's like yeah. everything is steaming. Yeah. yeah, and you know what else we find really fascinating? And I've talked to some other Brits about this. Those red cups. Oh, solo the cups? red plastic cups. <laughs> oh. you with the white inside. Yeah, yeah you yeah. literally have, like, if you were having, like, an American theme party, say, right. in England, yeah. you would have those because they're things from films. They're not right. things that we kind of have, you know. Oh, wow. Oh. No, but... <laughs> we, 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 we get every bar. Like, whatever. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God. I, 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 I steer a red solo cup. I steer away from the red solo cup. Like, not at my party. It's a classy affair over here. It was like, wow, they're from films. They're I was amazed how much this city looked like Ghostbusters 2. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Two, not one. Yeah. It's <laughs> more interior <laughs> shots in number one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just thought like, it's so, it really is different. And I live right near one of those red phone boxes where, right. I, where I live at home, you know, right. and I always see the tourists. See, I'd be taking pictures of that. Look at those dickheads. What are right. they right. Right. <laughs> There's me, like, taking pictures no, you're of manhole one of covers. Them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, school buses. Yeah, it's, it's like wow. those Americans thinks that's Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the amount of people, man, who've done my accent at me—it's ridiculous. Oh, really? <laughs> they find out I'm from London, they're like, "Hello, Governor, how are you doing? <laughs> hey, all right." And it's just, so you just did an impression of American, did an impression of you. Yeah. <laughs> the worst thing is you all do Dick Van Dyke. That's what you do. But Dick Van Dyke is kind of known in England for being one yeah. of the worst British accents sort of yeah. ever. It's just. 
so badly done. He doesn't sound like any British person ever. <laughs> but when, when an American Why? does a British accent at me, they usually do Dick Van Dyke from Mary Poppins, Poppins, basically, yeah. yeah. I am learning a whole lot yeah. here. <laughs> wow. Strange, but yeah, it's, wow. it's super fascinating. I mean, the loudness. Yeah. That's the other thing I've uh, really yeah. found okay. hard to do. Well, I would think that London, though, because it's be a city too. that it will also be really, kind of loud. Yeah, well, yeah, there's definitely sort of volume in terms of cars, and but people don't talk to each other like you guys do here. You know, oh. in, in New York, you Fuck just, you! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself! Go fuck yourself! I mean, <laughs> I think what I've learned is, you know, if you live in New York, you just say everything you think of it as soon as you think of it as loud as you can. And you just say it to whoever is there. Just to, right. just to the air in front of you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you just shout whatever you're thinking. I was, yeah. I was walking down the street when it was raining the other day, and everyone had an umbrella. And this woman had the largest umbrella of all the umbrellas. And she just said really loudly, the next person to hit me with an umbrella, I'm going to slap them so hard! <laughs> she, wasn't, she wasn't talking to her friend or anything. You know, she just sort of said it out loud. It's like an announcement. Yeah, yeah, just like, here is the... Let know, everybody know. So everybody knows. Right. What I'm up to. That's so interesting, yeah. man. It was, it was a warning. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. yeah. I mean, she can't keep a warning to herself because then it's like, listen, you hit my umbrella. I already told you. Yeah, yeah right. like, I told you as loud as I possibly could. Yeah. <laughs> you're the one that hit it. I told you what was going to happen. But it was wow. the irony of her having the biggest umbrella. That's all. Because I was like, this Bob, smaller umbrella. It's like, bitch, your umbrella too big. Right. <laughs> right. You need that much protection, ho? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much, yeah. But, it, I mean, it's nice. There's a lot of... I mean, it's so sort of vibrant, if that's the right word to use. That is, that is a good also, word also, like, use. I think uh, amongst the male population here, there's a lot of repression, I feel. That's definitely something I've found. They, they will shout very loud and very angrily about mm. things at each other right and the amount of especially like Italian dudes I see sort of meet an old friend and go hey and like punch him or pretend to wrestle him right <laughs> right, right right it's like just you know shake his hand or say hello I saw like two dudes and they were drunk right and it was yeah. the middle of the night and they were walking down the street and one just turned to his friend and he went man I love you man and he went Fuck you! <laughs> you know? like really good mates, but like he was just—he just seemed like, oh no, my uh, my male friend said he loved me. I don't know how to deal with it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's like, just be really, really loud. That, that sounds an American response, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, but it's yeah, it's really fascinating. I surprised he was like, ah, oh, you fake, like you know. Yeah, mm. yeah. I just think like. Because this is a city with no personal space. Like, you, you yeah. have no space. Oh, to no. Right. Not at all. So, I think in London, especially when people are commuting or stuff like that, it's you are quite closed off. You know, you look at your phone, you listen to something, maybe on your headphones, and you definitely wouldn't sort of interact with people how, how you guys all interact with each other. You we know. do? Oh, I was going to say, because I feel like you have your headphones on and nobody... Yeah, they're like, all closed off in our own little... Yeah. Room. Oh, yeah, but yeah. then you get the guy in the subway just shouting and walking down. Right, or somebody dancing. Yeah, like, exactly. yeah. yeah, asking for money. These very entrepreneurial sort of homeless guys, you know, they've all got their patter down. I love it. Like, Wait, is that... So in England, they don't have the, like panhandlers? Uh, panhandlers, like, you know, doing oh, God, their own? No, you'd never get a guy walk on the... I mean... 
ridiculously rarely. You definitely wouldn't have anyone on the London Underground like come in and go, excuse me, I'm this and I've got these no problems kidding. and I don't do drugs and I need some money. You know, they'll do a little dance and then they'll put their little cup out. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Your American accent's pretty good. Wait, I like that's that. great. That's New York right well, there. Been, well, the great thing is I've kind of been weaned on to American shows with, with a lifetime of viewing, you know, so I, I kind of feel <laughs> I can... That, that freaks me out, man. I can, do, I can do a couple of American accents pretty well, I think. I mean, I've got one or two, which I'm pretty... He looks like he's from Kentucky. Yeah. When he talks like that, it's so great. <laughs> but can, I think, yeah. Can you do, like, the north, northeast, like the Boston, you know, far, car, not too far? Oh, you know, uh, it's a fire. Uh, well, I, t- <laughs> I mean, what is it? Hey, I'm walking over here, you know. A bit of that. You know, you got the deep nose. You got all that sort of stuff. All the gesturing. You know, I'm walking over here. Forget yeah, yeah, about yeah. it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what wow. I, what I love, though, I love the real soft sort of northern sort of sound. South. I think that's really nice, you yeah. know. Because it's so like, oh, hey. <laughs> How are you doing today? You having a... Yeah, boy. <laughs> you having a nice time? <laughs> Very, this is, this is, I, that's, so, that was great. But yeah. So now um, I, I'm going to try to move this uh, a, a little forward. But right. uh, So now, Wally, how do you think the rest of the world sees America right now? You know, it's interesting because I'm, I'm tripping now at listening to Sam about that. But, you know, I, I, I've traveled to China. I've been to uh, into Europe and in China. I think the farthest of China, um, it's so funny how they look at uh, America. It's, like, it's almost like a reality show. They, they think it's just so funny. You know, we take ourselves very, very seriously. But over there, they, well, they, they, they blow the – Americans, very, that's all they, they, they describe us as fat. Right. So they blow their cheeks up and walk like. <laughs> you know? So they so they say, "Oh, you, yeah, yeah, American." That's what they think is American, yeah. you know. And um, yeah, they just think this is a joke, and and we think, "Oh, China, you know, will you know we're so much better." But China, so they're almost like internally they know they 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 got it down, you know. And it's it's so much money over there. I was in Shanghai and uh, um, Ferraris, Lamborghinis. Uh, Maseratis, those are the common cars. If you have a Benz, they kind of like go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you're not doing well. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, oh, oh. If you have a BMW, like, oh, man, you must be on welfare. <laughs> Only a high wow. mid-level yeah. supercar for you. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, it's, it's Hyundai. Like. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, forget that, man. That's, that, that's like a hoverboard to, uh, to them. But yeah, it, it just, it's just, I just find it really amazing, and, and it's really humbling too that they look at America kind of like. Pfft, you know, you, you guys, I mean, because their economy is, like, going strong. When they realize that their export is, like, you know, doing so well, then uh, I forgot what it was, like, a certain time, like, about 10 years ago, they kind of, like, stopped that export. But I forgot what happened. And they start basically importing to themselves. And they realize, oh, you know what? We can do this. And so their economy just grew. And then the whole export thing kind of <laughs> lifted, and they start exporting. So just, just the money just, money just started boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And that's why you're seeing um, a lot more uh, uh, Chinese coming to New York City um, because they have this money and they go to these high-end stores. The interesting thing about uh, mainland China is that they have their culture is that there's no such thing as rude in Chinese culture. So they'll, they, they don't line up for anything. And so if you're in their way, they'll just move you out of the way. And they accept that in China, but in America, they don't do that. Right. Also, 
Chi is very important. Your chi has to be clear. So uh, if you have like a head cold, whatever, you got to get it out. They'll spit anywhere. Yeah. I mean, like from the back of the throat and spit. Um, even in <laughs> picking your nose is no problem. And, and yeah. And, oh, in mainland China. Yeah. yeah. In mainland China, yeah, because that's cleaner chi. But see, now they bring that kind of culture to the States, and we don't have that. And they're looking at you like, what's, what's wrong? What's the matter with you? Right. And yeah. so they will go into Gucci, they will go into Ferragamo. You know, uh, Tiffany's or whatever, and be Chinese mm-hmm. to the point, which is kind of crazy, that um, they weren't letting Chinese into their stores. Oh, wow. Yeah, and which kind of made it kind of. Uh, Ooh. Yes, that's yep. the perfect word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's and like, Ooh. Ooh. Right. You can't so, do that. <laughs> yeah, and so the government kind of got, the Chinese government got involved, you know, and say, hey, wait a minute, what's with your retail stores, whatever? And so they're saying, look, you guys are just nasty. <laughs> So <laughs> what they did, they so now they have PSAs now in China telling you if you're going to go a, travel abroad, you have to follow these rules. They do not allow. Oh wow! Spin. They don't allow you to pick your nose. They don't allow you line up. Well, like you know? technically, That's... spitting on the sidewalk is illegal here. Like you usually won't get a ticket for it, but you uh, you can get a ticket for it. Yeah, you know? yeah. But uh, in China, oh my god, we were on the. Uh, I was we were in uh, um, uh, Beijing. We did the Great Wall, and people were just spitting on the Great Wall. But it's not like ugh, this kind of like. You know, yeah. well, us, yeah. me, my wife, America's like, that's so nasty. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, so they're like, what? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, picking your teeth is disgusting in China. Really? <laughs> right. But you can't spit anywhere. Right. Like, there's no toothpicks? Yeah. If you, like, no, the, if you have, like, a toothpick and you know, like, like we yeah. do, they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe you. They'll freak out. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be picking your nose. Look at you like, that is disgusting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bro, you got boogers in your beard. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's, it's so... <clears throat> When even when I was in a, in the Netherlands, um, they really didn't have respect for for Americans because the way, <laughs> just the way that we kind of uh, we look at the other races, you know, um, they're like well, we you know these are all Americans. You know, these people were born in America, but for some reason we have to find our own hierarchy, whatever, to feel better about ourselves, whatever. And it's just it's just really sad. It's it embarrassing, actually. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, um, in. In the UK, I think the big thing that you'd associate Americans with is is guns. Basically, like uh, yeah. mm. there are two there are two main things that I'd say are kind of synonymous when you talk about Americans in Britain, right? Um, it's gun culture and your lack of sort of healthcare and your seemingly you, your government's sort of you know, like for example, in in the UK we've got the NHS, right? So at the point of service you can be treated for whatever is wrong with you. You don't have to fill in any forms, you don't have to do any insurance, everybody is covered, everybody gets at the point of care sort of seen to. And if you are, say, a foreign visitor or something, then you only deal with it a long time after, you know. Um, But everybody, if you fell over and broke your leg walking down my road you know and you weren't a uk national it wouldn't matter straight to the hospital sorted out all of the stuff done so we find the idea that you are so anti and adverse to universal health care to be quite baffling to be honest well like i, I, to, I agree to explain <laughs> that that is just a, a money thing yeah yeah you know it's all about it's all about the, the almighty dollars a profit thing and well, so right. it, you know farmers you know pharmaceuticals and medical field whatever mm. they don't want to lose that money well we're we're, so. we're fighting at the moment we have an awful mp at the moment in charge of the nhs and he's a big fan of the american system because no he well he believes that everything should be privately owned because he's a very rich man who's never had to do anything in his entire life so we're 
basically, it's the one thing as, a, as an MP or a member of parliament in the UK that you almost cannot touch. As soon as you say we should change the NHS, everybody goes, boo, get out of here. Right, you know? right, right. Um, but they're, they're trying all these sort of sneaky, backhanded ways. We're slowly getting privatisation, and no one in England wants it. But then, of course, oh. this small... You know, the guys who make the money want right. it. That's, that's always the way. But the gun, the guns, man, as well. The guns is just baffling to me. The, I find the idea... Because should I be allowed, for example, to carry around a vial of injectable poison? Hmm. If, I had a, if I had a poison that I could kill anybody I walked up to with and just carry it in my pocket, right? Hmm. Should McDonald's that be allowed? does it every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got, you know, I've got a little, I've got a little vial of poison here. Oops, I've killed you. Right. Oops, I've killed you. Right. In in America, you would not have the right to carry that about. I would assume there would be if you had a, a poison. Well, you if you had a poison, uh, it's, yeah, it's kind it of depends. technical. It's right. But technically, you guys depends. believe that you have the right to murder people. You right, you have the right to carry something in your pocket that you could murder someone on a whim with. Right. So the idea, the gun ownership debate in England is non-existent because we have none. You cannot have a gun. Right. Basically, oh, okay. Is the, is the law. You can own a shotgun if you, are, uh, if you are a hunter, but there aren't many of those left. You know, you'd only have to be a grouse hunter. If you did, um, say, clay pigeon shooting, you could own a shotgun. But if you do own a shotgun, uh, you have to fill in all these forms, you get yeah. the shotgun, and you get, they count how many shells you have. No kidding. And you, you have to account for every single shell you fire. So... If you fire a shotgun shell, you've got to mark it off, and then you've got to you'll have a guy come around your house and say, "Right, how many shotgun shells have you used? How many have you got left?" You're allowed twenty. If we ever find any discrepancies, we take your gun away. No kidding! Wow. wow. We do not have handgun ownership. Handgun ownership is completely illegal. Right. How do you kill your people? <laughs> <laughs> well, this, is, this is what's really what's wrong with you <laughs> what happens if somebody comes in and starts shooting people oh right, right. that doesn't happen how do you thin out the black people because you're like you know, <laughs> the way we do is pretty efficient well there's <laughs> They still do like to put black people in prison. In, 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 <laughs> in, 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 oh yeah! You Damn, we just in shackles all over. <laughs> but like the idea, as I said, we've we've only had, ever had one school shooting in 1992. We had I one school this. shooting, and it's the only one in British history. And the day after, they removed handgun ownership from public. Basically, they passed this law almost in, instantaneously. So you, you are not allowed a handgun. You are not allowed a rifle. You are allowed a shotgun under very strict circumstances. And because of that, we have some of the lowest gun crime. And no one in England misses having guns, I don't think. Once I don't a, think anyone once again, to. Once again, it's a money thing. NRA, man. It's, mm. just, it's just money, 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 money. And the thing that's really crazy is that people who own these guns, you know, regular Joe Blow, whatever, how they justify having these guns, you know. Well, that's what I find so so interesting <laughs> so to see crazy. is because their arguments are so flawed. And if you, right. look at, if you look at any other country like Britain where they do have stricter regulation, we have so fewer... Like, literally no gun crime. Right. Because you just cannot get a gun. Right. right. You know, and we, I, I mean, I hate to make it all serious, but, like, we had a terror attack. Or, uh, we, we've had a few terror attacks, mm-hmm. you know, uh, mostly guys with cars. I mean, the one, on, the one on London Bridge was guys with cars, but they had, like, machetes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there were six guys, I think, and they managed to kill a few people. Mm-hmm. But imagine what that would have been like if they had have had oh, yeah. access yeah. to firearms yeah. in, in an area as busy as, busy as that. Right. So because of our strict gun laws, six people died instead of 60 people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and I, as I said, I mean, as a, 
as a Brit watching it unfold, it almost seems like the NRA are like cartoonish in yeah. their arguments for it. They've, there's absolutely no basis for their argument. And one of the things, and there's, there's real simple stuff, like um, we used to have the, the main way that Brits would commit suicide, right, was, was you'd climb into a gas oven. So you'd have your gas oven, you'd turn it on, you'd stick your head in it, and you'd die, right? right. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, it's crazy to think. Yeah. It's weird, but that was that Doesn't was. Doesn't it the get main... hot and then you get yourself out? You're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh my god, I can't Wait, take the heat. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Sticking your head in the oven. Yeah. Yeah. I can't I take think, it anymore. I don't, I don't think hot. they like the it's pilot, hot. honey. No, they no, just stick like, the gas yeah. come out. It's like, but you move the turkey over and you put you your head in the oven. But here's something interesting, right? They they <laughs> <laughs> because of this ridiculous statistic of people killing themselves with ovens, they they removed gas ovens. They said, right, you're not allowed no gas kidding. ovens anymore. Oh shit. And the suicide rate halved. Wow. Because they removed gas ovens because it became harder to do it. Right. right? So in America, so they're like lazy suicidal people in Britain. They yeah. didn't just think about like jumping off of big buildings. I feel like that would but like. The thing is, all of that up. stuff takes planning. It takes time. Right. It takes effort. Sure. So lazy gotta... is Trump suicide. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I did one off myself today. But <laughs> exactly. it's like, oh, you gotta walk up ah! Exactly. You've got to find a fifty-story building. You've got to talk your way in past the guy. You know, yeah. you get in the escalator. You got to go up. You know, got to look at people. To top, you've had a bit of time to think about it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, it's not that but bad. You see, an old woman. Is... Do you really want to do this? <laughs> that's it. Yeah, you've got all that time before you can do it. But um, it's the same reason guns should be should be removed from public ownership because oh. if you've had a bad day and all of a sudden you just do that, like a single motion can. Oh man! Yeah. How, how many how Terrible. many uh, deaths that happened from, from you know a mistake or misunderstanding? Exactly. Um, you kids, know, kids, kids, exactly. Yeah. Finding guns, yeah, and yeah. killing and, each other. I mean, and, and then these, these cops now who are you know they're afraid. You know, mm. suddenly like my life is threatened. You know, and well, and they want to start well, that's, shooting. That's the thing that is obviously terrifying. The idea yeah. that you could do a traffic stop and the guy who's stopping you, a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. You know, he thinks you've got something you haven't, and you're going to die because you were speeding, you know, yeah. and you've been yeah. pulled out, something like that. Yeah. Or so, your, your, your taillight was out. Exactly, yeah, yeah, you know, and I think removing, I mean, as an outsider, it's very easy to say, because we, I come from a place where we just don't have them, right. you know. Uh, but it seems to me the, the argument for keeping them is so flawed. And but so your your cops carry guns, though, no. right? No. Your cops do not they carry have to, guns. They have to, it's like only, like, only like, honestly, special events, but like when it gets serious, they have to kind of like go to a special room yeah, and get there is registered very, again. There is a wow. very, very small, there's a very, very small amount. As of a black man in America, I would like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. You, you have to arm your cops for appropriate response. So if, mm, right. if they could pull up to a guy who's got a, a machine gun, Right. Do you know what I mean? You can't have a cop come at him with his baton. You right. Know, he, right. Then your cop needs a shotgun in the car and right. a gun, you know. Right. And as you said, this is how you end up with guys getting shot over misunderstandings, guys right. getting shot through escalation. Maybe they're drunk or they, they act violently, and instead of just being thrown in the cells for a night, you know, right. they get shot. A good, it's just baffling. A good friend of mine, her brother, lives in Jacksonville, and it's open carry there. Yeah. Everybody oh, has, everyone has guns. Me. And she went to visit. She says the tension <laughs> in that city... People are driving kind of like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, no. any public place, everyone's kind of like, like, oh, my God, yeah. it's going to go off. I people, hope yeah. I don't upset anybody. Yeah, any but point. they have a gun, too. So it's like it could, it could be a gunfight could jump off oh. any time. At any yeah. time. Yeah. How yeah. scary is crazy. that? Crazy. Yeah. You want to live like that? Yeah. That's crazy. That's, that is crazy. Oh, Just man. like out of curiosity, was there like any sort of uh, – idea that you had in your mind about america or new york that like changed once you actually physically got here 
Hmm, that's a really interesting question. Um, I was really impressed with how diverse New York was. Do you know um, what I mean? If, yeah. if that makes sense, like I always thought, London was a pretty diverse city. But right. I, yeah. I really feel like the 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 mixture of people here is just amazing. Like yeah. I I didn't really yeah. even I, I had no sort of concept for quite how mixed New York was. If that makes right. sense. And yeah. I th- you know I think I'm all for that. And as you know I'm from London and London's very metropolitan, but New York's definitely got us beat. I think you know and you know it seems like most people manage to get on with everybody else as well. Hmm. Yeah. You know. But also, I, uh, once again, this is just me seeming fairly ignorant, probably. But I've probably only seen about one Orthodox Jew in my entire life before I got here as well. <laughs> <laughs> then you went to Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm so curious because I want to know about their culture. I want to know about how it works. But I don't want to offend anyone by asking about it, if that makes sense. You know, I think so your I s- accent will probably like forgive uh, any sort of I don't want to be one of those guys, though, who just asks some stupid, obvious question. You know? I know. It's, it's fine. You're, you're in tourist zone. Like, <laughs> yeah. everybody. We understands that we to be like asking oh, yeah, weird questions. Yeah. 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 yeah, we're just like we're cool with it. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, it's it's great, man. I, yeah, I love it. So, Wally, where yeah. do you think black culture is going? Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> I think wow. Um, well, I'm I'm noticing that, um, especially now, what young ones are taking as how it's supposed to be is what media says or what music. How the music, where the direction music's going, and hip hop is taking over rock and roll. If you know that, and um, the hip hop culture, you know, it used to be when hip hop culture popped, you know, jumped off. It was this incredible uh, medium of like self-expression. Um, you know, it was Public Enemy and WA. They're basically talking about what's happening in the streets and, and things like that, and how you can combat it and blah blah blah. But I'm noticing now that. It's almost like the media and um, the, the the record labels or whatever are just glorifying, you know, getting high, glorifying just making money, glorifying, you know, just using women as, as, as sex objects, you know. And and I'm noticing that when I see these young people kind of like that's the life they want to live, you know, they, have the, they, they sag their pants, but they really don't understand the whole – uh, reason why pants sag, you know, and and but they do it anyway, you know, and then the, the hip hop. Well, what, what what's the reason why pants sag? Oh man! All right, so in in the hip hop culture, well, in prison, um, <clears throat> if you're looking for to be protected, um, you let your pants sag past, like so to speak, the the crevice or the what do you call it, the curve of your butt, show, saying that listen, I'm being submissive. I need someone to uh, to help me or protect me. And that's allowing you to kind of like be, so to speak, the catcher. And hey, long I'm your, I'll be the catcher. You, long as you take care of me, you take I take care of you, so to speak. Right. And that's the whole point that you're pants sagging. So these young guys, they're out in the streets now, and they don't understand that you know that's not being tough. That's just the opposite. That's showing that you're submissive. That's showing you that you are weak. Mm-hmm. But they're thinking like, no, I'm tough, man, because you know I'm you know I'm bad and all that. And you're seeing in these videos, and you're like. You know, you know, understand the history of that. Yeah, yeah. I understand yeah. it. But see, and so, and then it, when you get in these, like, and there's some, oh, I got his name, Dak. There's a couple of these hip hop, uh, underground hip hop people who are definitely trying to wake uh, 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 these young ones, young ones up saying, listen, you know, yeah, you can make the money, but be smart with making that money. It's not showing that you are somebody by buying those expensive thing. Like, you know, if you get a million dollar deal and buying a million dollar ring. 
You know what right. I mean? I invest that money, make that money work for you. But not showing that. They're just showing just like flat, you know, just right. making it rain, you know, or buying something big and fancy, whatever. But isn't that not a lie thing. now? I mean, you're not making any money in the music industry anymore. You say, know. say it again? You're not making money in the music industry anymore. No well, even, even if you're not making money in the industry, whatever, but what, it, what it's almost like subconsciously teaching these young, you know, these young black men mm. and women. Young ladies, that this is the way, the, this is how the world works, and that's not how the the world works, no. you know. And, and for the longest time, you know, you got more respect if you you know if you spend time in prison other than being in college, mm. you know. And in talking about street cred or whatever, I mean, one time I was on stage, and um, my act, I don't I don't curse my act. I don't know if you noticed that. I don't, I, don't, yeah. I'm, 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 I call well, I've been called clean and clever, right? Yeah. And I and I oh, like cool. doing it. And so I was a she's third show Saturday night. And um, this crew comes in. It was like, I could tell it was like an afterthought. Hey, let's go to a comedy club. So they come in, you know, they're from the hood. You know, fine, I was, you know, th- you're from, you're from. But obviously, they didn't like my style of humor. And it's always amazing when someone black sees another black person, they feel that they have to lash out if they don't like what they see. Right. Now, mm. if there was a white dupe on the stage and they, he, they, were, they wouldn't say anything to him. It's like, oh man, mm. he's corny. Right. So look up to me, yeah, you're corny, blah, 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 you know, right. whatever, whatever. Yeah. Meanwhile, everyone else is laughing, but for some reason, these, you know, these folks from the hood, they're mm. like it. So one had to speak up, man, man you're corny, that kind of thing. I said, yeah. well, right. they don't agree, right? So we went back and forth, whatever, and I'm trying to, like, diffuse it because, like, you know, I don't want to argue. I don't want anyone to see me argue with another black man. Yeah. Don't want to see that at all because then it shows whatever, right? So I'm just trying to do the best I can to diffuse it, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But he's looking at it like, you know, um, I'm like antagonizing, whatever. And I'm like, no, it's not. I said, this is not. This is not. We're doing it. So then he he says to me, he goes, yo, man. He goes, man, I got street cred, and I'm like, well, I got good cred. <laughs> so, <laughs> I said, I'll own the building that you're going to be renting. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that you need to understand where that comes from. Who runs the streets? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, you can run the streets, but you know, I'm the one that's going to be owning the street. That's it, so, yeah. but but they they don't they don't like that, mm-hmm. you know. And and that shouldn't be something that's not. It's not be a bad thing. It should be like, yeah, we should be, you know, we should be owning the streets. We should be owning these buildings. That's. Mm. Have you heard the story of OJ, Jay Z songs, the story of OJ? Right. Yeah. Like it's exactly like that's exactly what he's like talking about. It's like right. preaching, you know, like awareness. Right. About and, like and that's it. So for, for, for so Jay Z is is taking that, and 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 and, and I'm really curious to see how the, the young ones are looking at that. Like, wait a minute. You know, because Jay Z right. is kind of like because he's the speaking some of truth, right. right? And like he, you know, he's older, but people respect him, right? And mm. you but know, he the younger came people, from that. and you know, right. he came from that. Exactly. And, that, and the thing that's really crazy about that too is because like a lot of them come for that, but then are they still preaching that? You know, once they start making that money, are they going back to the hood to say, "Hey, yeah. you know what I mean? Let's let's take you and and put you up." And another thing too, man, is like then I got this whole argument about me being a seller and stuff like that because I don't wear labels. I mean, I. I don't want to sound like whatever, but I get a lot of my clothes made, right? Mm. And okay. so, yeah, and so, um, like you know, how come you know, I don't see because uh, you know I don't wear Nike or I don't I don't wear labels. And so, someone was saying, you don't wear Nike, your stuff's corny, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, okay, let me ask you this then. So you're dumping all that money into Nike. When did Nike come back into your hood and open up a community center, mm. open up a computer, a computer uh, lab, yeah. you know, or going to these schools and, and scholarships? When has Timberland has done something like that? When has Gucci's done something like that? When has Coach done something like that? You're dumping that money into these people. They're saying thank you, and they're just yeah. running with and it. And they don't care about it. They don't it. care right. at all. Yeah. So who's the care sellout? Where it comes from. Yeah. Who is the sellout? So. Oh. That's yeah. interesting, man. Yes. I, I always say, like, I personally don't believe in selling out anymore. Right. I think back when 
back when in entertainment you could forge a good living, mm. there were these guys, you know, who would sell out, for yeah. example, you know, and they would do stuff they didn't need to do. But I think right. now if you're a comedian, musician, any sort of entertainer, the only way you can make a base level of, of income is by understanding that do you, do you want to use your skill to make money or do you want to work in a supermarket? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And right. I, I really think nowadays, like, how people perceive you is almost irrelevant because the people who call you a sellout are never going to be at your level exactly you know right. and they're and never going to yeah. be the people who are then right so the ones who do yeah. make sell out they want yeah the ones with who do their skills you know right the ones who do make all sell are not at my level they, they they don't see what they you know what you know how what it, what it takes to get there exactly. yeah what it, what it takes to stay there all the whole work yeah, yeah. That, that it takes like you know the yeah. deals that you're signing yeah. oh yeah like i think there's the there's this idea in the entertainment industry that you turn up one night you do a show for one exec and then all of a sudden right you're, exactly, you're exactly. on television right. and you no. know right it's, it's no years no years no, years no, no nobody years. knows yeah. like you know you know how right. many free shows you got to do and sure. appearances sure. And, sure. Yeah. i would say man rolling stones did a uh, they did a Rice Krispies commercial. They did a cereal commercial in their early days. And Frank Zappa, who in my opinion is like the most legit musician <laughs> who ever lived, he made all his early money recording ad jingles. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, he owned a studio that almost exclusively did jingles. Right. right? Okay. Yeah. And then he got to make whatever he wanted because he right. understood Right. You play the game for a bit. Right. Then guess what? You get to make what yeah, you like. It's, it's like yeah. You do it for the meal, then you do it for the real. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know. yeah but I, I understand that, and and I have no problem with that. But for for you to you know uh, say that this is how life is, or this is how it's supposed to be, where you're dumping money into uh, a company that's not giving you love mm. back and then look at me and call me something that's a sellout whatever yeah that's I, it yeah. i don't think you understand that Coming at it but i'm all for yeah i'm all for someone making that dollar mm. i'm mm-hmm. all for that you know you got to make your money make your money yeah you do what you got to do but if you're doing on the backs and then looking back and saying what you're doing is wrong that's what I have a so how do you think that we correct the course um i i really think that if we can somehow, some way, put pride back into education, being educated, you know, if these rappers, because that's what, because you know, music was my influence too. So if these musicians and, and uh, um, even these record labels, you know, kind of like back saying, you know, education, being educated, you know, for, especially for black culture, you know, that I think will help um, kind of like, get us to strive and get, and get us to grow and, and, and have that self-pride too, mm. you know, because a lot of that stuff, you know, is like, do we have this pride for ourselves? We look in the mirror and say, you know what? I want you to do well, just like I want you to do well and you want me to do well. But like, do you feel that this is uh, exclusively this like anti, uh, uh, intelligentsia kind of, uh, idea is, is really exclusively black or is that just the time that we're living in? Because I kind of feel like, yes, black culture has kind of always been a, a subset culture onto itself, but we're still a, a, a microcosm of the times that we're living in. But now, okay, so in the 50s, in the 50s, the um, black entertainers, black uh, uh, sports stars, um, black celebrities all got together and said, listen, we're all fighting for the same cause. Um, you, would, you could see those uh, photos of Jim Brown with... Uh, 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 Bill Russell with um, I'm trying to think of the other. It's a great photo. I think with Malcolm X, they're all sitting and like saying, "You know what? This, these are the things that we're dealing with." Um, 
and you and you wouldn't hear uh, Al Green battling with uh, Marvin Gaye. You know, I mean, he sucks or whatever. You wouldn't hear Aretha Franklin saying that uh, uh, um, Diana Ross is terrible, or whatever. Now, <laughs> back, back then, back then, back then, right, right, right. Because you know, because it was that pride, and we, and I think we're all going for that same goal. We're all trying to like trying to get there. You know what I mean? It wasn't like we're trying to undercut whatever, especially in the public eye. Mm-hmm. Now, in the private eye, that's something different, mm-hmm. right? But in the public eye, people saw that. But now you're seeing these, you know, these hip-hop artists who are doing pretty well battling one another, you know, like going after blah, 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 da, 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 going after that. I mean, he sucks. He saw, you know, I just did a diss track, da, da, da. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Come on. Let's, like, you know, let's keep that. If we can keep that strength together, you know, there's, there's, there's a, a strength in numbers and, and going that way. That's what I'm saying. That's why I think we can definitely progress and see what the, that where if we have that common cause. But I think it's so diluted now because we are making that kind of that crazy kind of money, and we're not necessarily have to look back to say, "Hey, listen, I'm going to get back to the community. I got mine. It's up to you to get yours." Mm. Right. So I kind of agree with what you were saying though about how you you are you're actually seeing it throughout black culture but also a lot of other cultures now as you were saying yeah. the emphasis is much more on being famous than making something good yeah mm-hmm. do you know what i mean right and yeah. i think this the reason that the record labels put out this stuff where they attack people where they go is they're they're doing the base emotions so that literally right. everybody can get Coming into it and every yeah and everybody can buy it they're not looking for those artists who are making great work with something to say anymore right. because those guys if they say hey you should go to college for example that half of their listenership who didn't go to college are going to go like, oh, th- th- who's this well, guy? What about the half, the, the half that's gone? To, that is going to college. It's, it's sad, man. I, I think I think it's the cool. same thing. I'm saying like the mm-hmm. ones who are going to college are listening to the same music, so yeah. that's that half. So why not? Same thing. Yeah, like win them over. Yeah, but I think you're seeing it in films, you're seeing it in music, you're seeing it in everything. Everything is dumbing down to the point where it's like, can we make the most money with the least? sort of effort mm, yeah, right. and effort. also yeah. the labels the music labels in particular they kind of feel like they have the formula now you know they know how to do the thin white singing lady you know right. they know how to do the rap artist they know how to do your indie band do you yeah. know what I mean yeah. so you'll get 20 of the same indie band 20 of the same right. rap artist 20 of the same thin lady shaking her butt about right. you know because they just feel like you know they're not in the business of making art anymore right no. all they're yeah. in the business of is making making money, money. and I think mm, unfortunately right. this is always going to stop people from using those platforms like they used to you know um (laughs) you know i'm in no position to to talk about black culture being a white english guy but (laughs) the the 70s you know what these guys are singing about is important right you know and you've got all this stuff where they're talking exactly like you're talking about about unifying working together like be proud of who you are well i think that that message is gone now they had a different uh they had a more unified front because they were experiencing something that people today are not experiencing. And so, yes, like the like artists what? of, well, because like, you know, you could be selling out an arena, but then you had to walk in through the back mm. door or you couldn't stay in the same hotel uh, that, that other people stayed at. And you, you might be making more money than everybody that's working there as a black artist, but because you were black, you couldn't stay in this particular hotel. You couldn't use the same entrance that white artists mm. used. You could Miles Davis being arrested outside of his own concerts. You know, you know and, mm-hmm. and like, so I think that they had uh, more y- unity because they had more of a sense of indignation for the same things that artists today are not having. 
because Jay-Z can walk into any hotel, any casino, any venue in the world. He's going to be treated like a king because he makes so much money and he's going to be treated the same way as a white artist of the same caliber because right, they are at the stratosphere that they're color is less important i'm not saying it's not important but they're 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 a shade of green that is not a shade of brown anymore and they as long as they're within that living in that 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 shade of green that they don't necessarily feel the same about it's hold on (laughs) (laughs) that they don't necessarily feel the same about let me unify with a Kanye let me unify with uh an Alicia Keys let me unify with uh you know a John Legend and let's say you know something like we need to help these kids move forward because they're living in a shade of green that the maybe it's a forest green and not a Kelly green but they're still all green together <laughs> yes. okay so it Jay-Z's song uh uh, of OJ. the OJ song yeah. is is about that. Like that's what he's saying is that like no matter what I am, like I'm Jay Z, but I, I'm still a black man at the end of the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still black at the end of the day. Right. And Beyonce's formation is still about like she's black at the end of the day. Right. Yeah, like, but let me and and yes, they 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 both have a lot of money and they're like there's so many artists that are like that. They have so much money, but at the end of the day, the message is that they are they're still black and they still do are they like starting scholarships for black kids are they paying for lawyers for for black people have been wrongfully committed uh, like that have been wrongfully charged a crime are they starting schools for for in inner cities are they sending water to flint i was gonna say they 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 both have like a lot of rappers also completely diverting the system like he is he's trying to create a new archetype of of how to to maneuver the system. Right. So, yes, but it, he's a fucking unicorn. Right. But my point is he's is that unicorn. he does not believe he's that shade of green. Right. He still believes he's a shade of brown. But as much as Jay-Z can, and, and Beyonce can talk about how black they are all day, all night, at the end of the night, if they saw you and I on the street, we're a bunch of niggers. Yes, no. I don't, I, I don't I, know. I, I don't know about I, say yeah I, 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 I disagree. I feel like they would they're they are black just like me and you are. Like they I, I disagree. They weren't always They're famous. Michael Jackson black. I, <laughs> but are even, you saying literally but or even, metaphorically? But metaphorically. Oh, okay. right, I was gonna say right. <laughs> But I feel like even Michael Jackson. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Figuratively. Yeah, okay, yeah. right, right, okay, okay. I feel like but even Michael Jackson wasn't Michael Jackson black. Like I, like that, like, pretending that you're something else. Like, but, he was still black at the end of the day, and I feel like he, he knows that. Nobody, like, the, at the beginning of the song, the whole OJ song that we were talking about, he says... Like OJ's like, oh, I'm not black. I'm OJ, and he's like, what? Okay, because he knows that he's a black man. No matter how much money he has, he's still black. A black man living in America. No matter how much money Beyonce has, she's still a black woman living in America. And before she was famous, before all of this like money, they had to live in that reality, and that's something that you don't ever forget. 
Michael Jackson um, broke the record for charities. He's he's he is uh, the most charitable artist in history. Exactly, yeah, so and that's mean, because like, he grew up sense. a. No, and and I I I get it, but I mean like from the outside world that like not internally. I'm not saying like because I think Michael Jackson believed that he was a black man, but right. I mean from uh, outside influencers that the way that people relate to a black Michael Jackson is the way that people relate to a Jay-Z and a Beyonce. Right. Well, we're talking about selling out. And I think that, like, amongst the black community, once you make a certain amount of money, people automatically assume and think that you're, like, not part of the black culture anymore. Mm-hmm. Because you do a Pepsi commercial, you're not black anymore. Right. You're just this figure that, like, people... But you wear your black every single day. You're right. born with that. That's right. not something that you just take off and you don't forget that right. that's like who you were before all this money. I mean, that, that is the irony of it is that, you know, when you do get to a certain point, for some reason, people think like, oh, it just, just, just happened. Yeah. You like, know? and it's and it, and like it's you weren't working hard right. before that. Like, I wasn't like doing all this like extra stuff. Like, you know, what if you become like this person? They're like you get you get a Pepsi. They don't think I'm black now. Wait, is that, <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> High oh, five. No. Right. <laughs> well, you might as well join in. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and I and I just find that so heartbreaking, man. When I when, yeah. when black people do that, you know, and uh, I have I have a show uh, at the Gotham Comedy Club called the Wally Collins Comedy Cup, and it's um it's kind of like a competition, my competition, a lot of fun. And um, I host it, and um, so at the end, at the end of the show, whatever, uh, black dude walked out, and he called me Byron Allen, and but he said it in a way of like to be like like condescending kind of thing, like oh yeah. But he's Byron. a great businessman. And I oh, go right. And, I, and, he's, and the guy and was I'm walking. Like, I'm like, you. I go, he's a billionaire. So like uh, you know, but I think he makes more than money than any other television producer. Yeah. He does. So, but that's what I'm saying. But, but for some reason, they can't. You have to. It's almost like if you're still down, you're still black. You have to speak a certain way. Mm. Right. You know what I mean? Then okay, he's still black. But I'm like, oh man, because for us, we have to be bicultural. Right. Because yeah. I do a lot of corporate gigs, and I have to speak a certain way. But then when I'm with my friends and family. It's a whole nother a whole nother language, basically. But that's know? that's right. entertainment. You have to be able to, you know, wear so right. many different hats yeah. and but, so uh, many different. But rooms. as women, but, but as but as a, a black professional though. You definitely have to speak one way or, or act a certain way. Right. But when yeah. you're around your friends and family, you know you, you would never you would never have a white comedian who had two different sets. Thank you. Right. right. You would never right. you know yeah. you you'd, you'd be a comedian and that would be your set. Yeah. Right. But I've heard from I've heard from black comedians here. Yeah. That depending on how white the audience is depends on which set they do. That's right. Very and true. I kind of think like wow, my that's, set's completely different yeah, in Harlem yeah. than it is in Midtown. Exactly. Yeah. You wouldn't. Yeah. Know. <laughs> So uh, we're going to have to uh, take a quick break before uh, before we go, though. Like, where can everyone find you on social media? What gigs do you have coming up next? Like, um, what are you working on? You talking to me or are you talking to Sam? <laughs> well, I <can't laughs> well I'm, uh, I guess I got the I'm the on the, the, the Holy Trinity Facebook, um, Instagram and uh, Twitter. Uh, Wally Collins, W-A-L-I-C-O-L-L-I-N-S. That's the handle for all three. Um, Yeah, I was just talking about on September 19th, I do the show called the Wally Collins Comedy Cup. It's um, two teams, um, two comedians in each team, and there's an actual trophy. 
And um, they get up and uh, I give them a topic and they just talk and the audience gives them a topic. They talk and they would do a freestyle where they get up there and talk for two minutes, talk about anything they want to. And I and the, the score is ridiculous. Last show, the score was, uh, I believe, one hundred thirteen thousand to one hundred eight thousand. Okay. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. We we definitely uh, been getting a lot of momentum, and uh, we're shopping for TV now. So. Oh, awesome. okay, cool, yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah. You know, so, oh, Gotham Comedy Club, September nineteenth, uh, the Wally Collins Comedy Club. Please come. Oh, okay. Sam Rhodes. Yes. Um, I literally only have one day left of American shows, unfortunately. So <laughs> yeah. you come see me. You've got to come down to your show tomorrow. Yes. Uh, I might be doing the late show at the, the Broadway Comedy Club as well. But if you want to find me online, it's the Sam Rhodes Comedy Explosion. Okay. <laughs> some, uh, Love that. I've got some silly videos that I made with a good director friend of mine. Oh. One, apparently, which is quite good for people who aren't London natives, I did like a tourist video with a friend of mine oh, where great. absolutely none of the facts are legitimate facts. It's, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me standing in, standing in front of famous British landmarks, <laughs> basically improvising a load of absolute nonsense, and it's, it's quite a lot of fun. And where can I follow you on social media? Uh, yeah, it's just Facebook, largely the Sam Rhodes Comedy Explosion. It's okay. the Sam Rhodes CE, facebook.com forward slash Sam Rhodes CE. Okay. I think I'm on Twitter as well, but I don't use it very much. No. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. So uh, we will be right back, you guys. Uh, this is Big Talk and Brewskies. I'm Marissa Smith. We'll see you in a moment.
Joseph Smith is who you see What a cooler combo in here Crack a cold while we're on the air Big talk and Bruce Marissa Smith is who you see What a cooler combo in here Crack a cold while we're on the air Kicking back, having a few beers, we're chatting Pull up your chair, we're all relaxing Any subject, we never dismiss Big talk and brewskis with Marissa Smith Comedy, sex, relationships, war Any subject, we got it in store Big talk and brewskis is coming in live Crack when open, Marissa has arrived Hey guys, welcome back Big to Big Talkin' Brewskis with Marissa Smith. Smith. Well, I've still got Rodney yeah. Daniels with Hi me. Hi guys, I'm still Rodney Daniels. <laughs> and we've got V. Lintz with us. Hey guys, I'm V. And we've got <laughs> Beth Maria with us. Yeah. <laughs> 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 was just radio at one point. Like, should I speak? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can do both. We've got camera and and audio. So you can both make movements and make sounds. And just project. Talk into right. it. Don't be scared of the object in front of you. Hey. It's like, yeah. It's shaped just like I like. So, yes, we're going to stop being immature. Right. I'll, I'll be well. And now we're going to go. second segment. We've been trying. We've been trying. Not yet. I'm working on it. Yeah. So, uh, V, how was your week? It was pretty good. I'm I'm on vacation from work. Okay, congratulations! A week and a week. Okay, cool. Yes, cheers for vacation. A week and a day, eight days. Yes. Yeah. Bitch, you need off Labor Day too. So like, I'm taking it. So, are you doing anything special, or did you just staycation? Slept in my bed. Mm. Always bed. good. And that's how intimate the sleep was. Yes, it was, it was pretty. Oh man, I woke up to a lot of a lot of drool. I was oh. I was in there. Oh, I was you in were there. a drooler. I was in there. That's <laughs> the best. I was in a definitely like the fifth, sixth dimension. I was <laughs> gone. Yeah. But it felt good. Yeah. No, that's no, always no, good. You know? Your body I'm needs ready. that. And I'm ready for the weekend. It's a holiday weekend, Labor yeah. Day weekend. I'm ready to party. Yeah. Okay. We're kicking it off. I think I'm going to the Labor Day parade this year for the first time in like 10 years. Where is the Labor Day parade? On Eastern Parkway. Uh, oh. Brooklyn. Okay. I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 so, Beth, how was your week? Oh, okay. shit. My schedule's all mixed up. I'm basically like on call. But I had my my uh, days just like to catch a little sun. Just, you know what I mean? Because yeah. then you go into hibernation. I don't know if you guys can relate, but then I turn clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. See through. See through. <laughs> so. I turn beige. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, no matter what, you're still tanner. I could like, count your palest looking. Yeah, oh. I give beige. Okay. Roger's not chocolate anymore. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I get so ashy. I turn caramel <laughs> and ashy. <laughs> you ever see somebody that's like so ashy? You just want to like go up to them, and just start rubbing lotion on them, like your mama did when you were a kid. Like you're just like, ah, oh, what like are you, you doing? Need moisture. <laughs> I just do one of those. 
<laughs> you lick, lick yeah, that. Yeah. Just, it's just like, oh. An elbow? Sometimes, yeah, the elbows always get me. Like, I'll be on the subway and someone's wearing a short sleeve shirt and they're so ashy and I've got shea butter in my book bag and I'm just like, oh. I want to say the Africans on the train with the open toe shoes. Oh, no. I mean, yeah. No. They got to represent. <laughs> someone got to represent. With the feet out there. Feet is white. Feet on the subway. Yeah. yeah. No, the worst. The worst for me is okay. Open toe shoes—that's your choice. But if you have closed toe shoes and you just take your feet take out on the out. train because yeah. you're just like, this is my time that's to air out. Oh yeah, no, that's some crazy no. shit. No. But I don't like open toe shoes just in general. In the city, I feel like it's weird. Mm. I take. I that feel into like it's just kind of you know mm. dirty. Yeah, yeah just walking around, feet just open, like yeah. eight hours of that. That's like oh, the and same you feel things. crazy like when people walk on the street barefoot. Yeah. Like, oh, you know oh I mean? no. Yeah. Like, <laughs> sometimes like I'll see like girls and they'll like have their heels in their hands and they're and just walking and you're like, oh girl. Hey man, Beyonce hey. does that just, shit. I just wrote a joke right, about that. Yeah. Two days ago. Stage. No, <laughs> she be walking it's off like, a boat and shit, but she be doing it. That's yeah, true. No. She's from Texas. Hey, yeah. sometimes your feet hurt. Sometimes you really can't make it. That's when you I get see, those little foldy ballet I slippers. Kn- well, you know, that's something new. And I'm so mad that's something new. No. Like, you know how long a bitch been she been riding? Right. Mm. She could have fold up flats in her back? Not in Manhattan. No. Not. Girl, that shit's right in your back. <laughs> right, I was going to say, purse. right. Yeah. It's one no. thing you're getting off a boat in Saint Tropez and you don't have on shoes. No! It's another thing if you're in Manhattan. I was in Rockaway on the boardwalk and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna. I had to go from like ten blocks down on the boardwalk. I went barefoot because I was like, you know, this is my moment. I don't get this moment, okay? And it was nice. It was be- beachy. Everybody's in their bathing suits. It's beautiful. You gonna, but you weren't scared. On you want to Thirty Fourth like Street. A needle? Yeah. No, they just they just redid <laughs> it after Sandy. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, All the right, crack right. needles are in the that ocean. That was like two yeah. years. Yeah, ago. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm more scared to step in the sand than I am uh, on the boardwalk. That is very true. Ooh, yes. uh, I've never been to Rockway. Rockaway? Yeah. In Queens? It's the only semi-actual beach that we got. Okay. But it's like... like, It's not like Coney Island is semi-beach. No. No. Look in that water. Coney Island is not a beach. You mean Chocha Beach? Yes. (laughs) Like, no, I would... Reese Beach is Rockaway, right? Sounds dirty. (laughs) No, I don't... Did you say Chocha Beach? Yeah, Chocha Beach. That Pussy Beach? Yes. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) I am not... What Pussy Beach? Good. <laughs> not swimming in that. Okay, well, you, okay, all right, racism, all right. The way her, her eyebrows went up. You can't see her, but her eyebrows went up. She's a lot of, and there was a pause. A lot of Hispanics. I didn't say Wait, that shit. Wait, but then she said it's in the Bronx. I'm not going to no beach in the Bronx. No, it's like right off a of city island, but it's like. Like you know, like the nice. condoms are always floating and it's See, like, mm. you know. <laughs> sounds like the Bronx. Right? Hello. <laughs> <Look at that. laughs> like, oh boy, you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Chocha. I don't be rolling like in Chocha Beach. What's the real name? Orchard Beach. Oh, okay, Orchard I've heard beach. of Orchard oh, Beach. Okay, yeah. right. I know Beach. You know, <laughs> it's the the slang for what was Chocha Beach. Okay. She knew what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody calls it Chocha Oh my god! Oh my gosh. Uh, so, um, Beth. Yeah. 
You're going to go into the rough stuff right away. You want to dive into one (laughs) of my rough. You want to go rough right away? Yeah. I was was worried. So Marissa asked us to have topics and... Don't break the third wall. Oh, I'm so sorry. I think I think it's important because I feel bad to bring intensity. I got I got like Trump facts up the ass. We like to get intense yeah, over big uh, It's so early. No, you know, we got time. I'm not even drunk yet. We started late. We're already getting tense. The, like I was talking. Yeah, go ahead. The, yes, wait, questions. hold on. Hold on mm-hmm. right. Should we chug it? Yeah, yeah. There okay. <laughs> yeah, chug this it. This is my only mixer. Is that so kind of party. Oh, them bitches Hold are chugging. If I'm, gonna chug, <laughs> if I'm gonna chug my only mixer, I might as well make it stronger. There you go. Oh yeah. Okay. Girl, you get it. Get yes, in there. get it. All right. So, <laughs> do you want to finish your question? I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> so, Beth. Yeah. What sort of financial interest do you think Trump has in Charlottesville? Okay. This is what this is what I wanted to say. Trump is not being acknowledged he's crazy as fuck everybody's spinning around eight times a day with a new scandal every single moment being like look what he did look what he did he's so crazy why did he do this why did he do this why 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 everybody's like how how could he what what is he why and i don't think the conversation of he is a businessman he has interests he is the only president who hasn't let go of his business interests during his presidency Mm. and Every conversation should be breathe, break. What are his special special interests in this moment? Because that is the equation for a lot of these questions. Oh, she cracked the Trump equation. <laughs> and like I was telling V right before we started, Trump's father was everybody knows was a real estate mogul. Nom 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 nom. Uh, and he developed uh, housing projects and middle income projects and vet projects, basically publicly fund, funded product, projects that he made money off of right where I grew up. So I'm very well versed by Coney Island. Coney Island. See so I'm very well versed in this family. And if you, I feel like we all just need to take like 18 steps back at all moments and be like, who is this man? This man's father did exactly what he did. He used to vandalize properties that he didn't get the the like deeds to. Like he was just a spiteful asshole. He was in and out of courts for racist rental tenancy for years and years and years. Everybody, some people, a lot of people know he what he was arrested at a KKK rally. That's right. become public knowledge. Right. It is it's insane and so this is what i want to say uh for this information i highly suggest go on to i just i wrote it down because i thought it was gonna be important coneyislandhistory.org okay okay coneyislandhistory.org they have a museum in coney island and it's like uh very like you know learn about like the historic whatever in there even before he ran for president they had a thing about fred trump Mm-hmm. scandal mm-hmm. after scandal after scandal and they directly blame him for turning it from a multicultural middle class area to like 
garbage fire, segregated, black on one side, and white being Russian. Hello. That's right. a big deal. That's a big deal. People are Even always right like, now. is he involved with the Russians? Oh, could we can't. Oh, he no, he's not. He's denying it. So maybe we'll believe him. Maybe. No, no, no. Take 18 te- steps back and realize that his father has been supporting the Brighton Beach Russian community, which is Little Russia, the biggest Russian Little community Odessa. in in America. Wow. He's been supporting Brighton Beach since 1940-something. Right. It's all right there. Please go on ConeyIslandHistory.org. It is. It's just, I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of listening to every whiny bullshit thing that he has to say. I'm tired of debating whether or not he's racist or not, depending on what he says after Charlottesville. There is no question. So this is this is why this comes up with what is his special interest in Charlottesville. Because if you watch the full tape from that, you know, when he finally denounced, we don't like KKK. And then he was like, both sides are oh, right. That, that one, the second speech. This guy. He walked off because he was done with the press conference, right? Watch the full tape. This is easily accessible. Everybody go do it. Like, you know, don't mute us, but. <laughs> after Wait, the show, after after the the show. show. <laughs> get a pen and paper because we're about to all yeah. drop some knowledge on your ass so this press conference if you watch till the end he walks off and then and walks back on because he wants to sign some infrastructure thing and then he he brags because he can't help himself and he says uh you know i have have a lot of property in charlottesville yeah. And then and then the reporter's like, you know, tell me more. Uh, and he was like, you know, I own a winery in Charlottesville. And he goes, yep, it's a beautiful winery. I don't want to do an impression of him. I want to vomit just even trying because he's, he's not mm. even funny anymore. I'm done. Mm. He said, oh, the biggest winery in the country. Now, that's a lie. He's right. like mm, number up. 11 or some shit. But it's right. it's big. Right. I looked up the the facts. You can Google it yourself. Always lying about the size of some. I mean, someone's got because when you small... have a micro penis, you have to lie about shit. Hello. <laughs> and I really just think this is as logical and simple as it gets. Allegedly, he, he sees he's obviously comes from an extremely racist upbringing, right? He's all about the money at the end of the day. These in, he sees that it's in Charlottesville. He assumes that the white people in Charlottesville are representing Charlottesville when actually it wasn't. They came from all over the country and exactly. Charlottesville was rebelling against their presence there. Exactly. The counter protesters in Charlottesville were the Charlottesville residents. But I'm sure he doesn't know anything about that. And all he wanted to do was not say shit against his special interest, which is he has a winery in Charlottesville. So and the Nazis. <laughs> you don't want to offend them as well. <laughs> you don't want to offend you know them no. It's like He's that's so that's like the thing that it. really gets my ass in a fucking knot is that the whole way this country became a superpower is killing fucking Nazis. We killed Nazis better than right. any motherfucker out there. That we would right. not be a superpower today if we did not go out there and kill Nazis because we were isolationists at that time. We were just like, you know something? We're, we're America. America. We've got our own shit going on here. Whatever they're doing out there, that's their business. But I think that's the difference. The difference is it's not in our special interest to fight the Nazis right now. It's not going to make us look like a big dick world leader because it's not 
happening throughout all of white Europe. Yeah, it's white just Europe happening here. All it's doing is it's against others. what? We can we can just say it's against Black Lives Matter. Right. And right. so then it makes it look like not a big deal because a lot of people don't give a shit about that. Right. But I think that the problem is, though, is that as Americans, we should be completely incensed that Nazis think that they have the right to walk in our streets. Like, we literally started a world war because they were walking in someone else's streets. But now they've been emboldened to walk in our own streets. Like, our grandparents and our great-grandparents didn't die in in some fucking beach somewhere Mm -hmm. so that their great-grandkids and their grandkids could be sitting there watching television, watching Nazis walking down the fucking street. Like, if I were to, like, go back in time and raise my grandparents from the dead and be like, hey, you're not going to believe this shit. We got Nazis Walking down the street in American streets right now, yes. they would lose their fucking minds. It's like the whole Rosie the Riveter thing. Like women getting into the workforce was all because of World War Two, mm-hmm. because all the men went out Nazis. to war to fight so that they could fight the Nazis. And we didn't have any workers, male workers here in America, which is what really got women involved in the workforce because while the men were away, it's like, oh, shit still needs to get done. I guess these harebrained women can try to work a machine and then they realize, oh, shit, they didn't burn the factory down. I guess women can work now. <laughs> and that's Just what like fun. really kind of started women being in the workforce. So it's like World War Two was like the beginning of of of. America being a, a superpower, but it was also the beginning of feminism in a lot of ways. Yeah, because it was. like women were, they were at home, they were homemakers, and then it's like, oh, you know something, we can we can make rivets, we can help the the war effort by making the machines and the guns and the boats and the planes that our men are going to be fighting Nazis with, and the fact it's like, I really thought I was going to stroke the fuck out. Watching Nazis walking just down the fucking the street. street proudly, like proudly, like, yeah. Well, just, just like, like oh, I'm a hats, Nazi, no problem. The flags, like it's they went a, out and oh, it's fucking cool. ordered a flag. They didn't make a flag, but no. you, you understand that if we say it, it this is this it's is where it, freedom of speech. It, fuck, fuck, yes, right, yes. That's okay. that's, no, that's how they say the that's it's okay. Not, it's that's the whitewashing of Nazis because it's okay. It's okay. They're seen as less dangerous because they're, they're because they're, they're from here. Dangerous. They're well, do you know dangerous. you know their their whole the like history. all people have to do is actually look into what they've been the doing to gear up for this. They have that polo shirts and and khakis was a a choice. It was a uniform. They wanted to look like middle class, uh, docile, non threatening mm-hmm. right. white men. Right. right. Mm. They wanted to look like they could be working at Best Buy. Right? They want to look like they could, they own a boat. Right. When they're all uneducated, poor, crazy people. But that's actually a misnomer because uh, when they actually kind of like dive into that population. So most of those guys that were there were from like lower middle class to upper middle class families. 
Like we want to think that they are the lower class, but this that's is scary. Also, that's so much scarier. It, that is more scary, and yeah. that's the sure same thing that I'm resentful about the fact that a lot of people think that the people that voted for Trump were also ignorant people, and they weren't. And when they kind of like, if you dial into the analytics of who who voted for him, people that voted for Trump make between. Ninety thousand to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Anybody that Mm. makes between fifty thousand to fifteen thousand dollars a year voted for Hillary. And so when they wanted to, what about all of poor America, poor white America? That poor white America is is going to the rallies. No, they're not. So like, poor white America actually voted for Hillary. If you like, if like, and I, this is something that's Googleable, and this is what yeah, I, 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 Google I this want shit. you tell, to tell me to what Google. I'm tell me what I'm going to so look up. If you look at medium, Get your pens out. yeah, <laughs> medium income of Trump voters, and this will start bringing you um, into the like, uh, it's a it's a really a uh, rabbit hole of of depression. No, this I'm gonna is, my acid reflux. D- yeah, this is uh, that's what I'm talking about. It's a rabbit <laughs> hole of depression. So. A lot of people are going to say that it's the low, that it's the forgotten American that voted for Trump, and that's not the case because lower income people, people that lived uh, beyond the poverty line, that are are not necessarily middle class, but but maybe they were the lowest rung of middle class to lower class Americans, like high lower class. They voted for Hillary because. They're accustomed to having this 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 uh, pony show of a rich man that's going to pretend that they're going to do something for them. And they've seen this all before and they mm-hmm. didn't vote for him. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at middle America to uh, to the middle middle class to the upper middle class, people making between fifty thousand dollars to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Those are the people that voted for him, which makes sense when you dive into the analytics of, you know, 70 percent of white men voted for him is 53 percent of white women voted for him. And then uh, a lot of college educated people voted for him. Now, with Hillary, these lower income people voted for her for the mere fact that they knew that. Hillary was going to be Obama 2.0. She wasn't really trying to change much. She was just going to keep going. She was going to try to tweak the things that already existed. And if you went... way up. We were going on. Right. It's like if you had 20 years of your life never having health insurance, and then finally Obama gave you health insurance, and then Hillary's like, you know something? Not only should I think you should have health insurance, I think it should be cheaper, and I'm going to try to make it cheaper. Why wouldn't they vote for her? But if you already have health insurance, like, you don't care. We already talked about this. It's because she was a woman. Yeah. Like, I stand by that to this day. I mean, if obviously. America was not ready for a woman president. Like, if, like, if it was Cory Booker running and went after Obama, I think he would have won. People didn't like Hillary. Right. Well, was she. People didn't. I didn't like. I don't like Hillary. People didn't like her. I don't like Hillary. I think she is is the epitome of special interest. I think that. I would assume I was Bernie, 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 Bernie hard. I never thought that Trump would win. 
once he was he was in the running and it was still Bernie against Hillary, I was like. I was like red in the face. Like, listen, I understand Hillary's the easy choice. And I know that Bernie looked like a crazy, the crazy old man, mm-hmm. like who was just rambling shit to you down wow. on, on the. That's why I couldn't get on board. Yeah, but why? Gonna... But, but you know why? <laughs> you know why he seemed like the crazy old man? Because he, he was saying the right. fucking truth. Right. He's, he's saying the right. truth. And Hillary panders. As soon as as Bernie started picking up like fire, both Hillary and Trump just started repeating what he was saying. No, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna push back on that a little bit for the mere fact that Hillary has been trying to get universal health care since before Clinton was too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's great. Was for the women and children. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. So like she, she can't. Bernie kind of took Hillary's business because like Hillary, when she was the first lady, she was trying to get universal health care. And not only was she trying to get universal health care, she was trying to get single payer universal health care, which is what eventually what, what Bernie would be saying later, which would seem like Bernie was the one that was like so like far out left when this has actually been something that Hillary had been preaching since the 80s. And so and and then my other thing with Bernie is that he's not a Democrat. If he wanted to run as an independent and, and, and run as a third party candidate, he couldn't have won. But but don't try we to hijack a, two, a party. Have, but we have why not? If that's your only way in, but you, you can't. we have a two party system. You can't. Why? Who said you can't? Trump blew that shit up, right? And but that's and, the and difference. It's, it's time to blow this shit up. This, this this it's like it's like this. They are serving us two piles of shit and are telling us to make a choice. And if you look at it, if you like the Koch brothers, if you look at all, shit, though. yeah, you take right. the less Hillary, shitty Hillary, shit. Hillary but why? But why though. should we? What she? For, she is intelligent. She is on fire. She knows. Ev- she knows every piece of. She would have been do. our first knows, woman president. She knows everything about every political system across the country. She knows exactly what she's doing. I think she's unbelievable as a person. I think that she had to go through the shit of being like a little good housewife for the media as as, Literally. and it changed her. That's and all it is. and and I think she's. I think she's. She is a product of everybody just just fucking with her. Given. If she was our first woman president, I would be proud. But when I had the choice between Hillary and Bernie, it's Bernie. Because Hillary has has been special interest. Has Clint, Nothing is more special Bernie interest special in the Democratic interest. Party than the Clinton administration. You know what happened but with Bernie Hillary? Bernie is special interest. He's the NRA. You know what happened with Hillary? He's politics, the NRA. Politics happened yeah, to look, Hillary. You can Google that, too. Go on. Politics happened to Hillary. She was eager for her thing. She had yeah. the health care thing. But she couldn't she even. Before she even met Bill. They met in law school. Like she'd been trying to fight for it. Yeah. But she, could, she was nowhere near that opportunity then. Yeah, but politics get the best of you. You have to run with the sharks. You got to put have two faces. You got 100%. Like she's insecure. And when it came down to it on a national stage, she feels like she has to please everybody. When she knew her main thing was women and children. And now she has the people who hated her the most were men. And now she has to act pretend like she 
kind of gives a fuck when she was technically <laughs> when she was technically probably already the president like right. i already like have this like no, in my she's head she's been in the white she, house twice she, right. she came in a bill she, she came a in a room and said hey you're running for president to bill and that's like what he did and then she just ran it the I, whole time while he was like in downfall. office like that was what she did in, in no way am i saying her her against any republican her all the way i would have championed her her against, you know, a, a slew of other Democrats. I'm her all the way. It's always been pick the best of the worst. And Hillary is by far, the, it's just like Barack Obama. If we were to have a first black president, he's got to be the absolute best, the absolute coolest, the most relatable, but the most why? intelligent. Hey, why? Because they're fighting because of racism, racism and because right. of sexism. Hillary Clinton is right. the most qualified candidate yes, by like, far. She's boring. She needs to do backflips and dance. No, it's because she was Basco in her purse. It's right. because she was a woman. Right. This, America was uh, not ready for that. Well, they that's a thing. People they just didn't like Hillary. What do you mean? No. They weren't ready for they weren't. Does they not, weren't. Is, is they, everybody? They weren't. They weren't. If somebody, if if it was a man that had the exact same values, absolutely not. Because she's black and a woman. I'd give you Oprah, but I'm not going to say Michelle. Oprah might have won. Oprah might have won, but not Michelle. No. I think Michelle would have won. Because Oprah's a white lady whisperer. Oprah's intelligent. Oprah's a white lady whisperer. She is. is. You get a car. You get a car. It's like if Oprah tells you to brush your teeth with with dog shit, people are going to be brushing their teeth with dog shit. Right. Well, before before Trump opened the gate for an entertainer to be just. I mean, besides Ronald Reagan, but he was a white man. Right. We might not ever have a politician now after this. Like, <laughs> so it might just Trump. be any right. fucking. I heard rumors right. that The Rock was running. The like, Rock really? and Kid Rock. Really the Rock and Kid Rock Kid for Rock. 2020. No. I'm telling well, you, Kid, The Rock would be the sexiest president ever, though. Um, I wouldn't even trust Kid would Rock, Rock pouring me a drink. I'm not trusting yeah. him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even trust. That but was, the Rock, though, the Rock wouldn't choose Kid the, Rock. Mm. No, no, the Rock is that type of thinking that's going to run as a Republican. Oh, okay, See, okay, the Rock okay, is okay. a Democrat. Kid Rock as a Everyone Republican. Everyone would choose the Rock. With the people's eyebrows, I can't be. Yeah. A part. I Everyone cannot be part of this conversation. The He's racially ambiguous. He's yes. like Obama. <laughs> like, I mean, My mouth is watering. Think about him in the Oval Office. You think we're going to have two Hawaiians? Can we just agree to stop? Can we just agree to stop? Saying it's okay for someone who doesn't even know how to pass a bill to be in office. Can we just? Wait, can we at least see, set the bar? I, I, I agree Hill? to that. <laughs> I, I agree with that, but Trump. This shows how flawed the system is that right. you don't have to have any fucking right. qualifications. I can't get a bartending shit. job in New York City if I've never bartended anywhere. Right. Ain't nobody hiring me. But we got a president that ain't never held office in any motherfucking thing at all ever. Hello. He wasn't even the president of the PTA fucking A. Hello. Ran for office for nothing. Okay. I've never been to PTA. Look at his kids. <laughs> the nannies raised this kid. That <laughs> is, that's what we have felt as a system. Talk. Is that like we have to have some, there needs to be some qualifications. Yeah. Period. But, okay. So the conversation of the... Bernie having such an intense lead when no one thought that he would, right? 
And Trump winning, which, by the way, he didn't fucking win, okay? Because that's a flaw in our system. He, he did, did not, not win the direct win. vote. That's a whole yeah. other conversation. So, so, that, so first of all, win. and that's that's the real conversation. Because you were that's saying, what, he can't, he's, he's not a Democrat. First of all, that's a system that we have created in a culture that we're accepting. But that wasn't always the way it was. But I'll just go back to the fact that he didn't even win the Democratic primary to begin with. So, like, if he can't win the primary against there, Hillary, then why do you think that he was going to win against Do you remember Trump? vote voting day in New York City for the primaries? I'm in Westchester. Okay. So voting day in New York City for the primaries. First of all, no one was fucking out. Okay. Second of all, where the places where Bernie was the most, which is these Brooklyn hipster mm-hmm. spots. Those went to Trump, actually. And so did Staten Island. No. No, and that's something I'll send you a link to, because there's a there's a neighborhood by neighborhood, and do you know who who won Trump? I'll tell you exactly who, and I am the fucking expert in this area because I grew up in South Brooklyn, and I'm Italian. I'm half Italian, growing up in an Italian neighborhood, and no Staten Island like the trash monster that it is. And it went to Brighton Beach, hello Little Russia, Bensonhurst, hello racists. Ooh. Staten Island, the only Republican borough in the whole fucking five boroughs. That is the only place it went to. It did Hillary won entirety of Manhattan. Mm. Poor, rich, doesn't matter. Because they're smart in Manhattan. <laughs> that you don't got to like her Trump. to know that she's going to do a good they're job. They're smart like, in Brooklyn and Queens, that I too. I understand from the rest of the country Come is that on. Trump is from New York if, and, and from Manhattan. And if New Yorkers that he comes from hates him so vehemently. We're like, dude, he's a fraud. Why do you think that we're all fucking idiots when we all have lived the Trumpism that that will be the United States of America? Like, we know the fucking... Talk about coming from his fucking neighborhood. Right, it's like... We know about him and the the Central Park kids and, and like, they're fucking innocent and he's still... Thinks that they're guilty. Ad in like the paper. in paper, like well, oh, I don't know this. A bunch of innocent kids. What, so what this, is the this? Central Park Five? Were uh, a group of kids, and actually, um, there was a, a comic. I don't uh, know if he's still uh, doing comedy, but there was a comic that used to be a cop that actually coined the phrase "wilding," and wow. so that. <laughs> yeah. Is so it, like, is base, that people are? Okay. yeah. So like, you can look up Central Park Five wilding. And so basically what the thing was is that there was supposed to be a, a white woman that was in Central Park. These five kids were, quote unquote, wilding, meaning acting a fool, drinking, doing drugs, acting out, raped this woman. I, oh, and, I, remember, I do. No, I do. OK, know, but keep going. And, and so Trump and, and they were saying this wasn't us. We were never there. We've been wrongfully accused. We've been wrongfully convicted. Trump put out like a, a two page ad in, in either the post or the time saying the it was the post saying that um he got no morals that he they these kids should be um executed they should get the death penalty and this and the other thing well now once fast forward a, like almost 15 years after these men have lost their their childhood and there's dna not a single one of the Central Park Five's DNA was matched with the, the DNA found within the victim. They were not there. They did not touch her. 
They did not rape her. There wasn't a fiber of their hair. There wasn't a cell of their skin. There wasn't a drop of their blood associated with this victim. They had to be let go. They were, they, but they're still convicted. In order, part of uh, their, in order to be let go, they still had to keep their conviction. But they just let them free because the this this is a lot of this is something that a lot of uh, cities and municipalities and states are doing is that if they find out that you've been wrongfully convicted, in order to let you go, they make you sign a, an agreement that you're going to keep your conviction uh, because they don't want you to turn around and sue. Uh, because if the, you agree that you've Why been wrongfully convicted, would... then you can sue the state, municipality, the city for millions of dollars for taking your life away wrongfully. So now what they, they do is they say that if you have been convicted of this crime and we find that you're innocent of this crime, we're just going to let you walk away from for, for like free. You, you can leave jail now. You're going to keep this conviction on the, your record for the rest of your life, even though you never committed this crime. Why? Why, why wouldn't would someone, that? knowing you, that they're with evidence that they're, if you've spent 15 years of your life in jail and somebody tells you sign on the dotted line and you can leave, or are you not going to? Oh, take I it? I get that, but how is this not illegal? Address? No, I know why things are. <laughs> I don't believe in. Just being <laughs> legal and illegal. Let's talk about the fact that you can't bribe a, a, a city of, uh, you know, and a public official, but we have lobbyists are legal, right? right? So, so there's no, there's no, there's always a, and, and I don't excuse my language because there's a better way to describe this, but there's always a white way to do something that everybody else can't. Right. And, I know you know, but I don't, but I'm also trying so hard to as much as it's important to delve into the injustice. I think that we feed into it by calling each other black and white and we use that language and actually divides more than anything. But it's really hard to to find any other way to talk about it other than that. (laughs) But, um... Because white privilege is real, right? <laughs> and everyone could see and, it. And do you know to talk about talk about white white privilege? Um, one thing that I think is really important when I have a white privilege conversation, and I mean white privilege is only becoming a term in the mainstream w- recently, and so many people are having adverse reactions to it. Mm-hmm. And as I learned about this term for the first time within the last few years, as it's becoming publicized, because I'm from an urban area and white and I didn't even there's this whole battle and I'm working I have like a I'm working on an hour right now and and it's it's a battle through this idea of like rejection of that because I don't I don't I've never identified as white you know I come from immigrant past and I have a multicultural family and and I and I and I don't like that I I think of white as being the middle of the country separate point is is that there are real debates and reasons why I can separate myself from that but coming to terms with acknowledging my privilege to thus benefit the people in my life who do not have it like no matter what I can go ahead and talk about how that that identif- that identity does not work with me and it doesn't describe me and mm. it, it flattens me 
but everybody else gets flattened. Well, everybody else is fine. That we've kind you're, of you're black, right? Yeah, flat, yeah, flat, so. right? So how come I get to say some other shit? Right. So, uh, so the real point is what I was going to say is the conversation I've been having with people as I get to have this conversation as like this undercover white person is I the people saying, oh, I then a, a constant argument is, oh, white privilege. Are you kidding me? White privilege. I grew up and a white person saying this. I grew up poor. Um, my brother was a crackhead. I, you know, my father left me and da, 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 da. And it's like, okay, I'm not saying that you did not have hardships. Actually, white privilege is not saying that you grew up with money. All white privilege is saying is that when you walk into a store, you don't get followed. Right. So when a cop looks at you, they assume you're innocent until proven guilty. And those are real. That's that's the main that's point. Because it's because people that's get very defensive mm-hmm. very quickly. Mm-hmm. Are we already at the end? Yeah, we got to wrap yeah. it up. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, but before we go, I kind of want to give everybody an opportunity to uh, say where you can be found on social media, what projects you're working on next. Uh, v, uh, what are you working on? What's up? Um, what up? So you can find me on Insta, VLINTS14, um, and Facebook, VLINTS. Uh, I'm working on actually a web series with me and my family called Sunday Dinner. Uh, We have Sunday Dinner every Sunday, so I'm working on putting it on camera and having some comics come by to eat. So I'll let you guys know whenever you're hungry. Yeah, definitely want to shout out. Love me some soul food. (laughs) I'm doing He Said, She Said on Broadway next Friday. So if you guys are in the city, come out. Check that out. It's a fun show. That's awesome. Beth. Um, I think that the most important thing here, I am, I have my second anniversary of my show. It's called Summon the Goats. You can find that on Instagram at Summon the Goats. Follow that. Um, and on Facebook. But, and that's this Sunday at six o'clock at the Village Lantern. And that's cool. But I actually think for this conversation, the most important thing is, um, my, a friend of mine is doing a, uh, benefit and it is on September 12th. Okay. Follow me on Instagram at Beth with love for all of the information, but it is called face this and heal. It is the brainchild of a friend of mine. It's called face this and heal. The money goes to medical bills in Charlottesville. There's comedians and musicians speaking about their prejudice and then entertaining you fully entertaining you. Um, and the main thing is that cause we are all in a very liberal community that you bring someone who does not share your beliefs so that it is education and unity ronnie daniels uh, I got some shows coming up. You can catch my fall lineup. Uh, look me up on Instagram, Roddy Daniels, or Facebook, Roddy Daniels. Tomorrow, I'm going to be auto shrunken head for merriment and mortification. Also, check out my schedule on MarissaSmith.com. And remember, you guys, uh, Putin is fucking Trump up the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night. Yeah, that's true. <laughs>